This is a CJSR podcast. Restyling is so hard and just actually focusing and realizing how much growth you have to do. So the biggest adversity is just putting my head down and focusing, like not the glamorous streaming all the time, but the, you know, three hours in your bedroom practice in your bars that nobody will ever hear for that moment. So the biggest adversity is focus, 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 focus. Hey, I'm B-Boye Onanuka, and this is High Level Hip Hop. Fresh music from CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. Just as there's more than one way to cook an egg, there's more than one way to become a hip hop artist. This week's artist has carved their own unique path into becoming a fledgling member of Edmonton's hip hop community. From festival attendee to freestyle night host, no two origin stories are the same. Embracing her own unique style and being her unabashedly bubbly self, all the while hitting you with some speedy bars. This. TikTok, I'm off the clock, chilling like I'm on the rocks. I'm sweet and applesauce, flavor in my lips collage. Thinking that it was Goldilocks, cause my thoughts fit just right. I keep it balanced, equinox, hot like summer nights. Is Doug Shells. To fill us in on this week's guest, we caught up with high-level hip-hop producer, Tristan Cruz. Hey Tristan, how's it going? Hey, it's going really good, B-Boy. Thanks for having me back on. It's nice to see you again. How have you been doing? What have you been up to lately? Well, I found myself the other day going back and re-watching the original Space Jam movie and the new sequel. Oh yeah? <laughs> what inspired that? Well, this week's guest, Thug Shells, she mentioned it, that uh, she had released a track centered around Space Jam and Bugs Bunny. That is very interesting and unique. And I don't think I've ever heard of a hip hop artist rapping about cartoons, unless you count MF Doom being a whole, you know, <laughs> right. villain character. But I understand that she has a few other pop culture theme tracks. Yeah, a few. Chatting with Thug Shells was really fun. Her bubbly nature is infectious and she's quite well-grounded. It was refreshing to chat with someone who is unafraid to truly be themselves and to let that inner self come through in how she portrays herself as an artist. That's inspiring. From what I gather, she's had quite the interesting breakthrough into the hip hop community. Yeah, that's right. She's kind of straddling two large music communities in Edmonton and you'll find out that her chameleon-esque approach to both has strongly influenced who she is as an artist and the community she's working with and building. Great to hear. I'm excited to hear this interview. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Well, hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into the High Level Hip Hop podcast. We're joined today uh, by local Edmonton artist and self-described bubbly gangster, Thug Shells. Hi, Thug Shells. How's it going today? So good. How are you, Tristan? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Uh, well, we're well into summer here in Edmonton, and it's been quite a time since the pandemic hit. I understand that you yourself have been quite busy and productive over the last year and a half. Uh, can you let us know uh, what have you been up to? 
This last year has been, it's been a lot of growing and a lot of focus. It's been, I've been very lucky. I moved all of my music to the online realm and it's grown me a community. It's helped me really stay in shape in terms of freestyling and practicing hip hop. So the last year, I've just kind of, last year and a half, I guess, I've been streaming my life away. So DJing and freestyle rapping and making a lot of friends all around the world while I'm at it. So it's been, it's been really cool growing the community. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so great. That sounds very productive and busy for sure. Um, and as you mentioned, you've got like an online platform. I understand you sort of started up a Twitch channel, a Shellavision, and it's on there quite a, uh, on a regular basis with four broadcasts over three days. Uh, why was it important for you to, to interact with your fans over that medium? You know what? Switching to the medium that is Twitch has been such an eye-opening experience. Uh, before the pandemic, I was kind of a bit scatterbrained. I wasn't focusing fully on music. So when the pandemic hit, the rest of the world kind of got shut down and there was, wasn't really an option to not. So when I switched to streaming, I decided to dedicate to myself the four days a week and commit to myself and keep a schedule going because if you want to do music full time, you really do have to put in the work and put in the hours. And it's been so awesome. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Like I keep meeting so many people and I keep, I inspire people by doing what I'm doing, but they inspire me by giving that energy back. So it's been just this beautiful cycle of growth. So I would fully recommend to artists, if you ever feel in a something like that is an incredible way to get engagement with your fans and to actually get to know them because like when you're at a show you don't get to speak to all the people but when you do it this way you really get to know people over the course of time and you get to enjoy that vibe just in a very more intimate experience because it's just you and them that's awesome and as i'm speaking on that sort of fan base um they sort of have grown into um uh sort of a theme i understand like a nautical theme and there's like a special a name for your fan base. Uh, do you want to touch on that? Yeah, so we're definitely not a cult. We're, we're not a cult, but we have a lot of thug juice and the flavor is different every day. If you come in the chat, you can ask the robots what it is. They're all programmed. Um, but it's just, it's kind of a joke. When I first started rapping, um, my name is Michelle. And so Thug Shells is my name. And the whole nautical theme just kind of came with the whole, everything. My first rap song I ever wrote was about dolphins. So we're the pod squad because the group of dolphins is called a pod. Um, but on stream a couple months ago, because nautical is the word for thematic of the ocean and I was like guys we're not a cult we're not a cult and so anyway it's, we're not a cult but you're definitely one of us and I understand that you first got your start in the music scene through the electronic world and you were heavily involved with uh, music festivals Mm -hmm. um, what has your experience been like starting up there and then making that crossover into the hip-hop world? It's been cool. It's been really cool. Um, I absolutely love the electronic world. There's so there's so much love in there. Um, so I started out going to music festivals and no part of me ever thought that I was going to be on the performance side of things. I was just an observer. They thought it was an incredible world to be in. So many incredible people, so much awesome music. And then it just kind of switched. And when I was coming up as a rapper, I got a lot of opportunities and people were very, very open to letting me kind of grow. Uh, as an artist in that scene and there weren't a lot of people doing what I was doing in the circles that I found myself in and people were very supportive of that. I think that everyone was just kind of hungry for a girl rapper to kind of so I was very supported and it wasn't very good when I started but I had a lot of friends just always believing in me because no one starts out great. Um, so in the music festival world I was able to get my footing with a lot of support and 
I don't like I, I didn't take the hip hop traditional route as a start. So I don't know what my world would have been like if I had started out there. But I know that for a fact, I got more support than I could ever need in the electronic world. So when I crossed over into the hip hop world, I already had that base skill and that base confidence mm. to walk into it with my head held high, knowing that I carved a spot for myself out. So it was a it was a neat transition and it's a lot of a lot of learning but positive experiences on both ends. I've had a I've had it really lucky for a female in hip hop. I've been met with a lot of respect and I I only want to show that back. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. that's great. I'm glad that to hear that you've had that uh, that kind of experience. Mhm. And I understand from your days with the music festival world, there's something about a rapping pulled pork girl. Is that correct? Yeah, there's me. Yeah. And I can't promise it's not going to be me again. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What's the backstory behind that? So Shambhal was the first festival I ever went to. I was 19 when I first went and I brought a hammock and a bag of apples and it was great. I was like, this place is magical. It's one of the biggest festivals in Western Canada. Um, it's an incredible experience. Experiences. It's an incredible experience. And they have, yeah, five or six huge stages and just, um, it's pretty big now. I think it's like maybe 30,000 people. Don't wow. quote me on that, but, okay. but it's getting pretty big. But yeah, I went when I was younger and it's kind of the epitome in the electronic world of Canada. It's the yeah. festival that you're like, oh, I want to get booked here. Like if I get booked here, like I got it made. And I like to carve myself little things to do when I go to festivals. So um, uh, this was a few years ago, probably a year into my rapping. Um, I got the opportunity. Someone reached out and they needed somebody to work the cashier at the pulled pork stand they had in the center of downtown Shambhala. And I was like, oh, that could be kind of fun. Like they pay for your ticket. It's like a couple days of like seven to three. I was like, that's not ideal, but it'll be fine. So I ended up um, going there and then my friends were all going to bed and they had a big old boom box. And I decided as I was heading to my first shift, I asked my homie Mikey P. I was like, hey, can I borrow this boom box? And he was like, yeah, of course, we're just going to bed. And then I brought the boom box to the pulled pork stand and there's a big stage across from the pulled pork stand it's called the amphitheater so it doesn't open for the first two days of the festival and then on the third day it doesn't open till the afternoon basically cool. when i get off shift really? so i <laughs> brought some usbs and i plugged this speaker in and the whole festival i was just sitting at my cashier desk freestyle rapping um and people loved it. People loved it. And I spent that whole festival basically networking, right? Because I mean, when it get busy, I would do the whole cashier thing, but nobody buys pulled pork before noon. Like nobody, <laughs> like it's not a thing. And there's absolutely no music. Like, no one had speakers. So I was the only sound in this downtown festival of 30,000 people. And so the next year they asked me to come work there again. And I was like, oh, can I bring my boom box? And they're like, yeah. And so the next year I did it again, but I brought my own boom box, my bump box, and I did it you know, I was better the next year. So I did it even bigger and better. And it was really fun. It became this like pivotal, permanent little place that people would be like, oh, it's the pulled pork wrapper. <laughs> and then it was great because the, that year too, I got asked to play on one of the stages um, by my homie, the Funk Junkie. So I got to rock the village stage, one of the biggest stages there. And it was just kind of funny from pulled pork stand to actual giant stage opportunity. So yeah, you gotta wow. take them all as you get them. Yeah, what a journey that, that you've been on. That's amazing. It was a lot of fun and I'd do it again. Like I feel this like <laughs> loyalty to the pulled pork stand. It's such a different experience, right? Cause you go to a festival and it's so fun to go be able to be free and network wherever you want. But it's like, I can't imagine not like doing it again. It's just like, it felt right. 
And I'm wondering then if you can sort of describe in your own words uh, what uh, gangster adorability means. <laughs> it means just being cute and coy, but doing whatever you want to do. Not saying yes to any of the negativity that comes your way. We're just out here being cool and we're looking good while we do it and we're having a good time. And if you want to join us for the good time, friggin' shell yeah, like come join along. <laughs> and if you're going to be whack, then probably don't be. <laughs> That's great. I like that. And uh, so, yeah, like with that, I understand like you have a very unique aesthetic style uh, to your artistic identity. Can you touch on the emphasis you've placed on that and why it's been important to have that um, unique sense of style? Yeah, well, I think with that, it just formed very naturally through my personality. And that's why I find it so easy to express myself as an artist, because my artistry is just an extension of my bubbly personality within. So my aesthetic is, yeah, very nautical, very like adorable, cutesy. Um, and I love teal and I love purple. So all those colors iridescently kind of go together with the whole nautical theme. So it just, yeah, it's just a very extension of who I am. Um, so yeah, it's very like cutesy, but cool. Okay, nice. Mm. <laughs> right on. And like, it's kind of fair to say that the, the, the quote unquote traditional style or traditional aesthetic um, sort of yeah, style for hip hop is quite co contrasting to that. So what has been your experience been sort of having that contrasting style? I think it's been really fresh. I think people don't really expect it, uh, but I've been met with a lot of respect. And we live in the day and age where we have the freedom to express ourselves. And the more we stray away from the norm while respecting the art form, I think people are really open to receiving that. So my experience doing what I've been doing has been a lot of positivity. Of course, you're going to get the gatekeepers and the people who, you know, don't like your flavor and that's okay. But the more you do it and carve your own lane for yourself, the more you're going to draw in the people that really love you for that thing that is that makes you unique. So to any artist out there, whatever you're doing, don't worry about conforming to a certain thing. you got to learn your roots. you got to respect the craft that you're in, but you have to let your personality shine through because as an artist, that's your biggest strength. your songs are rooted in like a positive message and I'm just wondering uh, what, why focus in on that as your sort of narrative theme for your songs yeah it's just it's just who I am I can't rap about what I'm not yeah fair. so I gotta be genuine um, my rainy day EP touches on a few parts of my life that were growing but even through that I always it's just in my nature to spin a positive look on things. Mm -hmm. And when I'm through the depths of despair, I guess, I use my writing as a cathartic way to get through it. So usually I'll start out a song feeling some kind of way. And by the end of the song, I find my own resolution. Mm -hmm. So I think for me personally, I'm like, I don't have a lot of anger within me. Like I mm -hmm. meditate a lot and awesome. run and do a lot of yoga. So I sort things out in a good way. And for me, music is to spread that positive message. Mm -hmm. So I can't say in the future, I won't make an angry track or a sad track. <laughs> and I, I, I do have all those feelings, but the music that I've had out so far, I find that I work through those things very easily. And then it just always ends up in a happy message. Okay. So fair to say there might, there won't be any diss tracks coming up. Then. I mean, I'm honestly like, I can't say that. <laughs> okay. I, I do get mad. Okay. There's a couple enough. in the chamber that I'm like, where do I even put this out? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious then for your songwriting process, is it a lot of it is like rooted in um, your sort of, you're coming up with lyrics or your message you want to get by, or are you working with your producer? They show you a beat 
And then you're like, oh yeah, okay. And then it starts to form that way. Can you talk, walk us through a bit of your creative process? For sure. Yeah, I have, um, I guess, a few different ways. Uh, I've been trying to, because when you focus on one skill, that's the skill that improves. So I've been freestyling my life away for the last year or so, but I realized that you have to work on writing and stuff as well. And it's a separate skill as well as recording. There's so many different things as an artist that you have to constantly level up. So with writing, I've been trying to get back into writing and my creative process looks a bit like perusing through YouTube, finding a good beat that I like that fits my mood at the time and then writing to that. And then sometimes those become something, sometimes they don't become anything. and then I, yeah, I'll write to that track. And if it does become something, I'll send it to my producer um, as a reference track. And then the track kind of becomes made. Okay. And that's a bit of the way that I do it. Other times I just have a beat in my head and I kind of try to explain in the best way I can. Mm-hmm. And that's a way that it's done. Um, with my with my electronic stuff, like with my break beats, um, my producer for those, he lives in Spain, his name's Shade K. Oh, wow. And Space Pizza Recordings is his record label. He's so awesome. But I have a lot of tracks out with him. And with him, I just basically give him like a loose theme. Like, hey, I might want like a zombie noise in this. And he'll send me, <laughs> he'll usually send me just gold, like whatever yeah. it is. I, and then I just write around that. Oh, um, wow. Because some, it's honestly, the more that I do this, the more I learned with producers and artists in general, you just have to trust them to do their thing. And when they bring their A game and you bring their A game, that's how fire is made. And so, yeah, there's just a different process to that. But usually I'll find a beat that I got stuck in my head and yeah, I'll send a reference track to my producer or so, but it usually just gets inspired by a mood or just by doing it a lot or, and other times, honestly, like we were talking pre-interview, we were talking about jogging and stuff. I got a lot of lyrics when I'm out for runs or um, when I'm out for a walk for a second, they get stuck in my head. So I'll usually record them down. Like a couple hooks have come that way. Mm-hmm. And then I share those with the producer and um, they get built over that. Okay, so it's almost, I wonder then if like some of that run tempo can feed into some of your flow tempo. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I go pretty fast. Yeah, I was noticing like before you said you draw a lot of inspiration from Eminem and I know you've mentioned online that uh, Mac Miller is also another uh, keystone inspiration yeah. for you and your own He's sense amazing. of, yeah, your own sense of timing and lyricism is quite fast paced. Like where does that sort of speedy tempo of flow sort of stem from? Yeah, well, I think it draws a little bit from my roots in the electronic world because um, a good footing that I got that transferred very well when I began being a rapper was I would listen to music all the time and I would rap to people like on the side of stages, right? Mm. So it really translated when I became DJing because I got a good feel for the music and how it would change. But the tempo that I began at was always a very fast-paced tempo because music at electronic festivals, you're always going to range, you know, even house music is a 125, which is already quite a bit faster than most like, traditional hip hop. Mm-hmm. So my roots definitely began as in the electronic world at those higher BPMs. So I think it was a bit of that, a bit of my upbringing, listening to a lot of, a lot of faster paced rap music. Okay. And then on top of that, being highly caffeinated and talking quite <laughs> quickly, it just translated well. Right, fair enough. Yeah. I always make the joke too. So I speak fluent Russian. So oh, wow. I'm always talking fast because I'm always Russian. <laughs> yeah i like it zing there we go mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you mentioned earlier like you work with a producer from overseas and you're working with a lot of other people is there uh, any teasers you can provide us for any upcoming releases that are coming out um well right now i'm kind of the 
song that I recorded at your studio, which is yeah. being put out, that's going to be the vibe of the next project that I put out. So kind of boom bappy, but happier hip hop, but a little bit more gritty because a lot of the stuff that I have out is um, either, yeah, electronic based or my last project. I, I really love it, but it's still exploring that sound. So I guess, yeah, the teaser would be that the song you're hearing today, expect a project around that vibe. That's what I really want to go explore next because that's awesome. the point of my life that I'm at. And prior to this sort of recent release, your your releases were kind of more rooted and themed around pop culture. Um, I'm just curious, like, what was the inspiration for some of those pop culture theme tracks? It's funny because I didn't even realize Space Jam 2 was coming out when I made my <laughs> Easter track, Thugs Money. Uh, mm -hmm. So pop culture aside, they were very rooted in <laughs> just the want to have holiday specials. I just thought the pun of special, because I'm shell, right. uh, would be good. <laughs> so I really wanted to have holiday specials out for myself. So it wasn't even a pop culture uh, kind of dive. It was, I just wanted a Halloween. I wanted a Halloween project. So I put out a Halloween EP. I wanted a Christmas track because I thought Christmas rap is like what you do with a present. And I'm like, that's good. <laughs> and then I wanted an Easter track for some reason. <laughs> So I put out Thugs Bunny, um, but it's it's safe to say that I had a lot of fun with those. I will play mm. them every Halloween, every mm. Christmas, every Easter. Like I have, I have most of them. I'm probably gonna chill a little bit on the holiday specials, okay. um, but now I have them to play on those days. And I just like I don't know. I just wanted to it made me happy. I'm just curious, like, what has been, like, your biggest artistic adversity that you've had to overcome in your career so far? Honestly, like, freestyling. Freestyling is so yeah. hard and just actually focusing and realizing how much growth you have to do. Because once you finally realize how much you actually have to be practicing to get to the level that you're at, you realize it's way more and forever. And so um, about six months ago, maybe seven months ago now, I was on, um, there's a freestyler. He's awesome. His name is Harry Mack. So I was on his happy hour show and it was so, super cool. We freestyled for a second and I was so nervous leading up to it. And mm. I remember the night before I'm like practicing and I realized like, okay, I'm practicing now the night before I need to be practicing every day this much so mm. that the next time an opportunity comes around to meet someone who um, is a big inspiration to me, I'm as ready as I can be for that moment. And I'm, be, mm. and I'm happy with myself and I know that I've put in the work. So the biggest adversity is just putting my head down and focusing, like not yeah. the glamorous streaming all the time, but the, you know, three hours in your bedroom, practice in your bars that nobody will ever hear for that moment. So the biggest adversity is focus, focus, nice. focus, focus. That's awesome. That's great to hear that message of like dedication and hard work. And, and then also to see it, it come through on the other side and see it pay off for you. That's really amazing. And so you touched earlier about like um, your sort of your crossover into the, the hip hop world and a bit about like getting into the music scene here in Edmonton. But what has your experience been like just breaking into the Edmonton music scene in general? Edmonton music scene's a good time. We have such an amazing community and it's going to be really cool to, like, it feels so long, right? It's, it's been a year and a half. So mm -hmm. it's going to be really nice to see everyone. But I know between the shows that we have there's such a strong sense of family there's a lot of music companies that put on great shows and i know that the drum and bass scene in edmonton is huge and bustling so i can't wait to get back to that uh but the edmonton scene for me has been 
I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I was hosting a freestyle rap night for about a year or so before um, everything kind of shut down. It was uh, on White Avenue at Spotlight Cabaret and it was so great. And I would feature a different DJ every week and a different rapper every week. I'd throw it twice a month. Um, and it was really cool. I got to start knowing a lot of the local hip hop in my city. And that was amazing. So as soon as things come back, I really want to get back to that community aspect. Mm -hmm. And now with the platform that I'm built, I'm able to share the global aspect that I've been putting in work to build with the local aspect I have here. And then everybody grows because there's no need for anybody to be the center of attention. I've been growing this and now it's awesome because I'm going to be able to share it once I get back to throwing my community freestyles. So I'm really looking forward to a day that I can feed off of live music again because I, I miss that kind of energy. The interaction with your fans is incredible and streaming is great, but there's nothing quite like having a rapper on the microphone like spit a really good bar and then you feed off of that and then yeah. you be better and then you guys just always keep growing. So For I'm sure. stoked to get back to the Edmonton music scene. I miss it a lot. Um, and are there any things about the Edmonton music scene that you would like to see changed? I guess just more diverse lineups, like given the underdogs or the people that have been grinding for the last year and a half, an opportunity and a shot. I already see lineups popping up, which are the same people that were booked, you know, two years ago by the same promoters. And I also can't say that I'm surprised by that. Okay. Um, but just more diversity in the lineup would just be would just be awesome. That's the biggest, I think, criticism that you can get to the scene. But it's it's hard. So all you can do is be that change. But that's mm -hmm. my biggest that's my biggest criticism. But it's tough in the music scene, right? People have their connections and people have their friends. But if mm -hmm. I were to say anything, is yeah, just a bit switch up on the lineups to reflect who has been there for you during the last year and a half versus the people that were originally booked. Just curious, you know, how are the ferrets? How's your dog? Ferrets are good. Pupper's good. Kitty's good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, Milo waltzed in here mid-interview. He's now okay. lying on the floor beneath right. me. Um, but they're doing so good. I love my animals. Ferrets are the secret to happiness. They just teach you presents. Like, they're super silly. So I feel really grateful. All of us are straight chilling, and they've been keeping me company this last year and a half. And yeah. with them here, I haven't been lonely. So. Oh, that's awesome. How many ferrets do you have? I got four. Four, okay. I got four. Is yeah. there, like, a plural name? Because, you know, it's like a murder. It's a pros. business. It's a business. So I'm, yeah, wow. I'm a business owner. And one of my favorites, George Michael, uh, his initials are GM. So he's the general manager of our business. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I like good. it. Yeah, it's yeah. business time over there. Yeah, and I'm my own boss. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today, Thug Shells. It was quite the pleasure to uh, chat with you and to get to understand your, your story a bit more and to understand where you're taking things um, as we sort of reopen up and get out of this pandemic. And I'm super grateful for this opportunity. What you guys do at CJSR is incredible, providing that platform for live musicians, especially local ones. So thank you for what you do. And thank you for reaching out to me. It means the world. Our thanks again to Thug Shells for joining us as this week's guest. To find more Thug Shells, you can find her online at thugshells.ca or to join the Nauticult, find her at twitch.tv slash thugshells. And now here's Liftoff from Thug Shells, recorded live this summer at CGSR Studios.
I'm not the oldest. I'll be your friend and we can stay here chilling like we froze it. Enjoy the breeze cause she fresher than the laundry folded. Ask you how it is, loaded question when the answer's hit. I don't know how you ended up your kid, but I'm glad you did. If this the end, I'll be all, then that's the way it is. But people need to breathe before they give advice on how to live. But they often don't know, and they probably won't. Uh -huh. Living in glass houses, but everyone's throwing stones. We're built up brick by brick, so not even the wind could blow. And we'll keep building as we flow. You wanna come? Cause that'd be dope. We'd leave it all behind. We could just ride the ninth, cut the ties, cruise higher than the flight paths of the kites that in the sky. Horizons, wide blue skies. You on my wave, you on my vibe. If we go separate ways, it's okay. I'll see you on the other side. I woke up with a smile on my face. I slowed down, I'm liking the pace. I lay around, put my pen to the page. Second cup of coffee just cause I like the taste. Ooh, I take a sip. Life goes fast and it's gone so quick. Got a laugh that's the way it is. Make it last and then off we lift. Tick tock, I'm off the clock. Chilling like I'm on the rocks. I'm sweet and applesauce flavor in my lips collage. Thinking that it was Goldilocks cause my thoughts fit just right. I keep it balanced, equinox, hot like summer nights. For Biggie, we stay dreaming. The small, the busy scheming. I captured the feeling and mastered it, so I ain't leaving. You know what you hear and makes you half nod cause you agreeing. And now the world got their eyes on me, they sightseeing. When I learn youngest, if you smile, you gon' get one back. Everyone knows that. It's taught in the way you interact. Steps abstract, masterpiece on track. No roadmap, I know I'm on the right path cause I'm seeing the signs like I'm labeled back. Self-care's the capital, time's precious and invaluable. No one can do it all. Lesson here is that's unmanageable. Learning to say no, cause once you realize you're flammable, then going slow instead of burning out seems way more practical. I woke up with a smile on my face. I slowed down, I'm liking the pace. I lay around, put my pen to the page. Second cup of coffee just cause I like the taste. That's freshly poured, it cools down like the dinosaurs Whose time was up the land before my time is now So my brainstorms ring lightning when the thunder roars Life's sweeter than a candy store outdoors Beneath the sycamores with books lying in the forest floor And nooks scented for biblical Stay centered, find the nearest door Open your mind and leave the shore You'll find inside a universe Your sails begging to explore No pressure, keep them guessing Head held high if it's where you're heading People always gonna ask a lot of questions Don't make sense when they're not invested Stay connected and make intentions Come check in when you're misdirected Self-expression keeps you rested Given to the flow when you admit we're freshmen And when you sip and on the last straw, keep you cool. You know I'll meet you at the last stop. Rockets fueled. Sometimes you need the space like NASA to take the room. Hold tight cause we are about to blast off to the moon. I woke up with a smile on my face. I slowed down. I'm liking the pace. I lay around, put my pen to the page. Second cup of coffee just cause I like the taste. Ooh, I take a sip. Life goes fast and it's gone so quick. Gotta laugh that's the way it is. Make it last. And that's all for our show today. Our thanks again to Thug Shells. Today's show was produced by Tristan Cruz and myself, Biboyer Onanuga. High Level Hip Hop is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a wrap on our entire season one. 
It's been a fun ride, and we hope you've enjoyed learning more about Edmonton's hip hop scene. Stay tuned for our special bonus episode. You can find that next week and the rest online at highlevelhiphop.transistor.fm. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Level Hip Hop, and you can also email highlevelhiphop at gmail.com and let us know what you think of the show. Follow us for future announcements on episodes and series to come. Our artwork is done by Esther DiMalanta and original music by Sasha Liebrand. Special thanks to Miles Wilkinson for recording all the tracks. Until next time, bye humans. Thank you.